0: Welcome family, I'm Fernando, let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the uh, King Solomon and his, his talk to us. He usually does. We find them in Proverbs. For today, Proverbs 27. Like I said, I hope you're you're in good spirits, that you woke up happy. You're a happy person because of the good words that you're putting inside you. The good words that we are putting inside our hearts and minds come up the next day. It's like what we plant comes back up. And now... A reading from King Solomon. It says, Don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. Huh. Who does King Solomon think he is? You know, it, I agree with this because I experience bragging about tomorrow and I experience getting nowhere. When I was uh, being of service to a ninety-two, ninety-three-year-old man, there was no relationship to me. All all I knew him because he was my son's. Uh, see how it was. It was my son's, my son's great-great-grandpa. He had a grandfather, and then he had a great-grandpa. I guess there was about five generations that were alive and. Uh, he was up there in age, so I would pick him up from the uh, rest home. I go pick him up different rest homes for a couple of years before he passed away, and I take him to go eat some seafood and so forth. And on my day off, I thought I'd be of service to him because you know he he had twelve kids, something in that nature. Um. But I went into, uh, they put me in a waiting room, and I was waiting for him. They are getting him ready, and wheeling him in a wheelchair, and then I would put him in the car and drive him around. Last name was Salado, Salty Salado. And um, I'm waiting there, and there's three other elderly 90-year-old men in there. And I asked them. I said, wow, I was kind of excited. I said, me as a young man, I asked him, I said, wow, how did your guys' lives turned out? How did you, you know, what accomplishments, you know, did you guys turn out the way you planned? And all three of them put their heads down and said, ha ha. Ha ha ha. I go, oh man. May that not be us because we are receiving good instructions in the beginning. And may we be more like horses ready for the battle, ready for a race. <laughs> Full of God's wisdom and warnings and be astute to avoid stupid situations, stupid things, people, places, and heed wisdom's warnings from King Solomon. Here we go. Never brag about the plans you have for tomorrow, for you don't have a clue what tomorrow will bring to you. Okay? And if you don't agree with it, that, that's pride, that's ego. I've been there, done that. If you don't agree, saying oh, who can talk to me? I can really. You know, we're standing on the mercies of God, and 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 we we think they're gonna they're eternal. You don't you feel invisible? That's the spirit of God He's given to you, that's gonna live forever. Let someone else honor you for your accomplishments, for self-praise is never appropriate. It's easier to carry a heavy boulder and a ton of sand than to be provoked by a fool and have to carry that burden. Wow. You know, Mark Twain says, when you see two fools going at it, you don't know which one started it. The rage and anger of others can be overwhelming, but it is not compared to jealousy's fire. Nothing compared to jealousy. The rage and anger of others can be overwhelming, but it's nothing compared to jealousy's fire. It's better to be corrected openly if it stems from hidden love. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemies' pretend flattery comes from insincerity. When your soul is full, you turn down even the sweetest honey. But when your soul is starving, every bitter thing becomes sweet. Like a bird that has fallen from its nest is the one who is dislodged from his home. Sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our heart with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. Whoa, that's heavy. So never give up on a friend or abandon a friend of your father. For in the day of your brokenness, you won't have to run to a relative for help. A friend nearby is better than a relative far away. My son, when you walk in wisdom, my heart is filled with gladness, for the way you live is proof that I have not taught you in vain. A wise, shrewd person discerns the danger ahead and prepares himself, but the naive simple term, never look ahead and suffers the consequences. All right, let's start, let's start again. I went back to the New Living Translation. I was doing the Passion Translation, but it just wasn't clicking with me. It says, Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. Let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but the resentment caused by a fool is even heavier. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't sleep. Anger is true and wrath is like a flood, but jealousy is even more dangerous. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. A person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. A person who strays from home is like a bird that strays from its nest. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance, for it is better to have a neighbor close by than to a brother that lives far away. Be wise. Be wise, my child, and make my heart glad. Then I will answer my critics. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to be to go to a brother who lives far away. Be wise, my child, and make my heart glad. Then I will be able to answer my critics. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton... Goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Simpleton. I wonder what a simpleton is. Probably um, a self-imposed. Or the dummy. The dummy. (laughs) Has no brains. A scarecrow. He's scared to speak up for himself. Said, "I will not do that. I will not do that." The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Thirteen. Get security from someone who guarantees a stranger's death. Get a deposit if he does it for foreigners. A loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. Stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or trying to hole oil in your hands. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As workers who tend a fig tree are allowed to eat the fruit, so workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desires is never satisfied. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised by flattery. Folks, if anyone is flattery, it's a, red, it's a red flag that they're testing you. So if anyone flatters you, say, God help me. Can you say that? Say that. God is helping me. Can you say that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something nice to you, and then I say, hey, you always accomplish things. Then your response is, God is helping me. Hey, hey, you've done that very well. Then you say, God is helping me. Always boast about God and you'll be safe. And it's going to come from left field, and you're probably not going to pass this test. I'm telling you, you're going to say, oh, I forgot to, to give God the credit. So keep trying. Write it down. God is helping me. It is in a constant state. Amen. Verse 22. You cannot separate fools from their foolishness. Uh-oh. Even though you grind them like a grain with mortar and pestle. Wow. Fools and foolishness, it's, it's in their souls. What can the fool do? Well, if the fool writes down a three-by-five card and starts saying, I thank God I'm a fool and my foolishness, then there's hope. Hope comes in. F- foolishness is reduced and wisdom is raised. So, And he can consider foolishness as a tool and not use it. Know the state of your flocks and put your heart into caring for your herds or your job or your life as it is. For riches don't last forever, or good luck, and the crown might not be passed to the next generation. After the hay is harvested and the new crop appears and the mountain grasses are gathered in, your sheep will provide wool for your clothing and your goats will provide the price of a field. And you want to have enough goat's milk for yourself, your family, and your servants' girls. All right. Amen. That was cool. Now let's move on to King David and see what King David has to say. I'd like to start off with uh, Psalm 19. See what he say. What King David says. He says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. Again, Let's go ahead and pray. Let's pray the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Okay, let's move it a little faster now. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies displace his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all of the world. God has made a home in the heaven for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. (laughs) The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows his course to the other end. Nothing can hide from his heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the souls. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are warnings to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking inside my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. This, is, this psalm was lurking in my head. I kept, I kept thinking about it. So I guess the Lord wants me to, to say it. Our next psalm is Psalm 27. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protection from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighted in the Lord's perfection and meditate in His temple. For He will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in His sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come, talk with me. My heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. O God of my salvation, even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things i never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Amen. Be brave and courageous and wait patiently for the Lord. And now, let's see. We got another psalm here. Here's one. Psalm 57 by David. Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I cried out to God, Most High, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from the heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heaven, May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. (laughs) My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lear and harp guitar. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heaven. May your glory shine over all the earth. Amen and amen. Now, let's go ahead and jump to Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel report, His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Come on now, repeat this with me twice. Say, His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. Amen. We make it a fact in our lives, a skill. In my distress, I pray to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph to those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroy them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surround and attack me, but I destroy them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarm around me like beasts. They blaze against me like a crackling fire. But I destroy them all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strong Song and my strength. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stones that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please, Lord, save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Amen. And now we move forward to Faith to Fate, a daily devotional for our Bible College Curriculum. BCC. Thank you so much for coming in here and hanging in there with me. I hope you like the new format. It's, it's to arrange it so that non-believers will get a taste of Solomon and King David and our readings. We pray for their salvation in Jesus' name, that they be restored unto the Lord. And you be restored. I pray that you're in good health. And God is merciful and kind to you. And with God, all things are possible in your life. Today, something good is going to happen. Something good is about to happen. Amen. All right, now, let's move on to our study today from Believing to Perceiving. March 27. Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Romans 8.37 The Bible calls us kings and priests, Revelations 1.6, and world overcomers, 1 John 5.4. But for most of us, those are just phrases that haven't become real to us. That's why the devil's been able to to hoodwink us into living lives of defeat. It hasn't actually dawned on us who we really are. If you look in 1 Chronicles 14, you'll see that David has a similar problem. He'd been anointed king by the prophet Samuel when he was just a teenager. He'd known for years that someday he'll rule over Israel, yet somehow it hasn't really sunk in. But look what happens in verse 2. And David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel, for his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people Israel. Finally, it dawned on him, David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king. I can just imagine David saying to himself, I'm king? I'm actually king? I am king. At that moment, being king ceased to be something David had only thought about. It became something he really was. He could see himself as king. What does this have to do with you and I? Much like David, we have been given a royal office. We're just having a hard time believing it. But until we do, we cannot exercise the power or authority that goes with that office. Let's say, for example, we're sick. We can yell, by his stripes I'm healed, by his stripes I'm healed. Fifty times a day, you can hope for healing. You can try to believe for healing till your hair turns gray. But if you don't really perceive yourself as whole and healthy in Christ Jesus, if you see yourself as the healed instead of the sick, you won't get any supernatural help. Yet, once the realization hits you that you are, in fact, the healed one, no one, not even the devil himself, will be able to keep you from getting well. Don't let the devil hoodwink you any longer. Lest step over the line from trying to believing to actually knowing by dwelling in the Word of God. We read it, we think about it, we talk about it, we practice seeing ourselves through the eyes of the Word until the reality of your royalty in Christ rises up inside of us. And the scripture that will help us to do that if we read it daily until we get get this as a promise from heaven is chapter 1 of Ephesians. So let's go over there. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to start on verse 3. Alrighty. And that says, Spiritual blessings. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. You get that? All praise to, the, to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he had made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without faults in his eyes. Isn't that beautiful? God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through jesus christ this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure amen thank you father for doing that for us so we praise god for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son we praise you we sing songs all day long and worship god For he has poured out his grace on us through his dear son. Verse 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for doing that. For purchasing us with the blood of your son. And you forgave us of our sins. Thank you for being good daddy. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding on top of that. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For He chose us in advance, and He makes everything work out according to His plan. God's purpose was that the we, Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, will bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth. The good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, He identifies you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify Him. Ever since, Paul says, I have first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He calls His holy people, who are His rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the mighty power that raised Christ from the dead, and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body, It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Amen and amen. Let's go ahead and praise and thank God for the reading of his word. If we read Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 23, or 20. We will receive what the Word says. Something will happen to us. We'll get, we will get our inheritance, fathers, from the Father. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working.